Friends, welcome to the Onto Something podcast. If you are new to this space, this is a place where you can discover what you are onto with your life. We particularly talk about faith, relationships, and what you want to contribute to the world. So this week is a God thing episode. We kind of split this into three categories, God thing, your thing, their thing. This week's a God thing. And without further ado, I'm going to say why we've been gone for a while and hop into this episode, episode number 45. Here's what I'm thinking. If we made time for it, I don't think we'd know what to do with the time. So if you've noticed that the Onto Something podcast, we've been very quiet for the past 30 days, mainly because I had the rare and I would also say privileged opportunity to take time for one month of spiritual renewal. Now, I know the concept sounds kind of weird, but the idea is basically take 30 days to step away from everything that's normal and familiar. In essence, it was kind of like a pressing of the reset button of my life. And although there'll be a time and place that I'll share maybe some of the things that I heard on this sabbatical, today I want to talk about just the nature of the practice itself. I've gotten a lot of questions from people. I've gotten a couple questions of uh, what's the template that you use for this? I get some questions of how can I do this? Uh, and I, w- I would start with this. Many of us are convinced that we need a vacation, which after 2020, I may say amen to that and be like, yep, you right, brother. But after I did this process, here's what I'm convinced. The need to say, you know what I need? I need a vacation. That comes from a cry of your calendar, not your soul. What your soul needs is spiritual renewal. What do I mean by spiritual renewal? I mean a time where you step away from the normal, a time where you go climb a spiritual mountain, a chunk of life where you get to see what rests at the bottom of your personality, a time where you stop listening to other voices around you so you can listen to the voice of God, which, by the way, just a quick reminder that God will never yell over those voices. Basically, a time where you can look back and you can actually see that God has been present when you're not even sure if God has been present. Now, I know that talking about a time of renewal, time of like taking a weekend or a couple days or even a week is a privilege that a lot of systems don't even allow. And I would argue that it's because those who have the capability don't take the time to step away that they actually create it to where others can't take a step away either, which is why I just kind of want to share with you some of my notes as a person who was able to do this, how would I do it and why I see some benefit in being able to do it. So that's the question I want to tackle. If you were to take a time of spiritual renewal, how do you even step away? How do you even do this? Now, the bottom line is, is that every person on the face of this rock that we're living on is different, which means no one's time of renewal would be the same. That being said, I've drafted, of course I have, because I'm just such a linear logic A person, drives people crazy. I've drafted seven principles that I think all times of spiritual renewal may have in common, even though 
they will express themselves in different ways. All right, so we ready for this list? Here we go. Number one, uh, prepare. Okay, yeah, you should have expected that from Zane. First, decision fatigue is one of the biggest pitfalls when trying to set up a time of renewal. No matter what amount of time you're taking for spiritual renewal, you must plan ahead to not distract yourself. A lot of people told me the big mistake they made is they said a phrase like, you know, I'll figure it out when I'm there or when I'm in it, or I don't have time to plan for it until I'm actually there. Eh, wrong. Preparation doesn't mean that you have hour by hour mapped out, okay? It's not having an itinerary just fully there. It's simply making the decisions ahead of time by saying, hey, this is the location I'm going to be in, and these are the things I'm going to do and maybe more importantly, not do during this time. Maybe I can say it like this. It's kind of like bowling. Before you get the ball rolling down the lane for your first time, you need some bumpers that can actually help you get where you're wanting to go. Okay, I don't know if that worked for you, but it kind of worked for me. All right, number two. First one was prepare. Second one was shut off noise. Okay, post content and information in our current day, is the carbon dioxide we are breathing in our air. A time of renewal isn't about having more space for information, but making space for mustard seeds of transformation. You gotta shut the door on all the distractions in life if you're gonna do this. Here's the helpful rule I would suggest to follow. If it can send you a message, it doesn't need to be in your time of renewal. I'm talking about the phone, the email, social media, news outlets, YouTube, and even certain shows. Okay, that was number two. Shut it off. Number three, release influences. Now, it is true. People are non-negotiables in life, even though us introverts are still working out what that means for us. People also greatly influence life. People impress upon us ideas and stressors and mindsets, and that's for better and for worse. And one of the keys of spiritual renewal is becoming quiet enough for you to find who you are without having all the people around you that help form who you are. It's interesting with each passing hour how when you're further away from people, less of their personalities, expectations, agendas, and thought processes are core to you. I know this is hard, but limited amounts of people help us find who we are in light of sitting before God. We're not trying to impress anyone else. We're just trying to be ourselves before God. All right, number four, body takes the lead. Okay, now out of all of these this was the one I had to work on the most. Our bodies keep score. We abuse them and use them all the time to meet deadlines, push limits, and make things happen that, quite honestly, we should have never agreed to in the first place. The reality is we carry what we pack in our bodies. So a time of renewal, especially for those of you who are fatigued, most likely needs to let your body be in the driver's seat. It's not a time of what you could do or should do, but what your body wants to do. It's kind of similar to God's response to Elijah when he comes off Mount Carmel in 1 Kings. Elijah basically wants to give up on life. 
right after he has this amazing life encounter with God. And God's response was not a podcast, another conference, another spiritual discipline, or waking up 30 minutes earlier. God simply provides his body food, rest, and a really long walk. We must never forget that we are all kindergartners in need of a nap and a snack. Okay, drop mic. That was number four. Number five, sounding board. One of the ways you will be able to hear yourself is if you have a designated person who can listen on behalf of yourself. Everyone needs a sounding board while beginning and ending a time of spiritual renewal. Who's the best fit for this? Well, I'd say kind of two principles. First, uh, they need to be someone that's already walked the path that you are currently walking on. And then second, I would say, you know, they need to be the type of person who says and begins sentences, not like, you know what you should do, Mm -mm, mm -mm. but more like what I'm hearing you say is, and I'd recommend that you set up at least 30 minutes to brain dump in front of that person to bounce off all the things you're thinking and feeling right before you do it. You need to have 30 minutes with them before and at the end as well. And if it's for a long extended amount of time, having checkpoints within the middle. All right, so that was number five. Have a sounding board. Number six, we're almost there. Okay, we're lapping third. Do the opposite. It's hard to be able to do extended amounts of practices like prayer or silence or reading scripture. This time of renewal is a time to do those practices in an in-depth way that isn't as practical to be able to do, or maybe you just haven't allowed enough space in your life for it to happen. This is the chance to do the opposite. I'd highly recommend doing these practices in like a long form in ways that you don't do in your normal disciplines or routines. Okay, now the principle of this of do the opposite isn't just of the practices though. It's also just about the normal things in life. So think about what do you spend your life normally doing? And think about during this time of renewal, how can I do the opposite? So like one example would be if you spend the majority of your time inside, what would it look like for you to spend the majority of your time outside? Finding instances like these will help you open up your bodies in ways that you weren't sure they could or normally function. All right, so that was number six. Find ways to do the opposite. I've talked about this principle also in sabbatical or in Sabbath as well. All right, so number seven, this is the last one, okay? Burn things up, okay? The Jonas Brothers did not inspire me with this one, but that was a good question. This is a practice that I found very helpful at my final hours of my spiritual renewal. So many times we think of spiritual experiences in terms of addition. What did we gain from this experience is usually the most common question you hear after someone goes off and does something. But very little do we think about what we lose or let go of after a time of renewal. I have found it so fascinating that those who study nature actually say that forest fires are actually necessary for the life of an ecosystem. Wildfires remove dead matter, they send nutrients into the ground, and they make room for new things. This was part of the exit practice coming out of a time of renewal. 
to reflect clearing the space that happened internally in us, we should also clear the space of external parts of ourselves as well. And I can get into some details of that at a later time. Now, you'll notice even with that seventh one, you're like, that's not very practical. I, I'm not even sure I understand all those concepts yet. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't get very practical explaining it because I'm going to create a part two of this episode next week where I'm actually going to walk you through how I crafted my time of renewal with these seven principles in mind. But until then, I kind of want to leave you with a final thought. And it's just one, just one final thought after that list of seven. I know we got a lot of numbers flying around today. Here it is. Something's worth discovering about ourselves and about God. Simply take time in solitude. It's work that you just can't get around. The reality is we all want the mountaintop. But very few of us want to do the work of climbing up the mountain to get there. Wandering and revealing go hand in hand. And although I know that many of us maybe aren't in a season or in a position where we can go for a really long time on the mountaintop, maybe especially right now in the climate that we're in. But I know that there's plenty of us who just aren't willing to actually engage in experience like this. We either think that we're too important at work, or maybe we're trying to reserve time for all these things that we think we should do or would make the best Instagram pictures, so we got to go do this trip or that trip, instead of just maybe doing something a little more simplistic. Maybe some of us are a little nervous to know something about ourselves if we got really quiet with our lives. I think some of us just we aren't willing to pay the cost of actually setting up a space like this. Too much a people person. We want to be around people or you know, we don't want to spend a weekend doing something different that's out of the norm. I will say this. After participating in an experience of spiritual renewal like this one, there's one question that I can't let go of. Sure, plenty of people go their entire lives without taking a spiritual retreat or a time of renewal, and they do fine. But I think the question that sticks with me is what might they have heard or discovered that they will never know because they never tried it? Sure, there's a cost to try and take some time to go on the mountaintop, to listen to God, to take a weekend, to take some time to listen to who God is. But let's not forget there's also a cost if we never do it. There may be something about ourselves or someone around us or something that God may be saying that we're not hearing. I don't know about you, but to me, that still kind of seems like a cost worth considering. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You guys, I am so out of my routine that I just walked out of the podcast studio without even, well, I mean, I say podcast studio. It's a closet. It's a closet with a bunch of blankets, y'all. But I walked out without even recording a closing. I mean, that's how, I guess it would be an outro, but that's that's how out of rhythm I am. I, I've just floated the past couple of days after being gone for a little while. So this is my fight song. Nope, nope, that's not right. 
still a good song. This is my outro of saying thanks for listening to the Onto Something podcast. Know that you can always go to the website at ontosomething.com. Onto something, that is S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N, no G, ontosomething.com. Really pumped that we were here. Glad we got to spend this time. And I'm looking forward to next week with part two. And you'll hear kind of the practical side of like, so how'd you do this, Zane, since you're making lists and numbers and ideas and principles and yada yada. All right. Remember, friends, until next time, you're on something.